Hello there, and welcome to episode 92 of the Sports and Spirituality Show, sponsored in part by the Fairfield County Sports Network and our friends at Price Custom Homes. Greg and Mitch Price have been building homes for 50 years. They can help you from the beginning, the middle, the end of your building process. Get more information by going to their website, PriceCustomHomes.com. Thanks again, Greg and Mitch Price, for sponsoring the Sports and Spirituality Show podcast. It is great to have you with us here today, especially so thank you to our friends at WLRY Radio for Life. That's 88.9 FM. Mike O'Reilly and team, thanks for making it possible to broadcast this podcast every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. on WLRY. My name is Steve Rowe and my co-host for this podcast is a lady who likes to kick off her day with a cup of coffee. She loves to go run errands, and she never passes Donut World without pulling in, even if she has to go around the block on normal and multiple occasions. But when she is offended by others, she never keeps score. She is with T-Y-A. That's the three young adults. She is Kelsey Bowl. Welcome back to the Sports and Spirituality Show, episode 92 of the SAS. Kels? Hi, Steve. Any of that true? Some of it. Really? Yeah. All right. <coughs> well, let's find out what's true and what's not. Okay. Uh, I, I don't drink coffee in the morning. You don't? I don't. You drink coffee at all? Yes. I typically have, if I'm going to drink coffee, I'm going to drink it in the afternoon around 2 or 3 because that's when I start crashing okay. and I get tired. Yeah, so um, like people would get a, uh, a five-hour energy drink or something like that? Yeah. Uh, you're not getting that. You're no. getting coffee. Yeah. Got it? And I don't drink a ton of caffeine. I drink some teas, and teas have a little bit here and there. So I will drink tea in the morning, um, but not for the caffeine purposes. Um, but yeah, typically I try to save my coffee drinking for the afternoon because I don't, good. sure, I'm a little sleepy in the morning, but I don't feel like I need it okay. um, in the morning. Very and, good. Um, yeah. What about running errands? I do usually enjoy running errands. Okay, yeah. very good. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you always pass the Donut World or never pass Donut World? I don't always go to Donut World when I pass it because yeah. I can't. Right. I pass it a good amount. Oh, oh I see. Okay. Um, yeah, but I do enjoy Donut World. But, but, but your heart wants to stop oh, every time. every time. Yeah, okay. Every time. Yeah. And os- uh, often they have a long line. Yes. Don't want to wait. I see. Don't like it. Yeah. Don't want to wait. Okay. Um, and uh, do you find yourself maybe going around the block a few times uh, just to make sure that line goes down? Sometimes. Yeah. If the line is out to the road, I will circle the block. Yeah. Very yeah. good. And Sounds like you're talking from experience. Oh, yeah. <coughs> yes. I have uh, I've had some uh, experience uh, of this. And uh, what about when people offend you? Do you ever keep score? I try not to. Yeah. Yeah. That's a wise move, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's better for everyone. It is. Yeah. Um, and, you know, sometimes you say, well, it's better for them if I don't keep score because, man, uh, when it gets, you know, uh, so bad, I'm just going to respond. Well, you know what? That really impacts us, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, what do they say about forgiveness? It's like uh, drinking poison and expect the other person to die. Yeah. Uh, nope. That, that, that's not how it works. Right. Um, if you drink the poison, you're, you're the one who dies. Yeah. Uh, you're the one who gets impacted. And so... Uh, it's probably best, well, no, not probably. It is absolutely best to not keep score. Yep. Uh, there's a guy who never keeps score, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and his name is Jesus Christ. You probably heard of him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You've heard of him. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't keep score. Um, how do we know? Because uh, he says uh, he forgives our sins and cast them um, as far as the east is from the west, never to be remembered against us again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's not keeping score. Um, <clears throat> I won't speak for you. I'll speak for me. I'm really glad he's not keeping score. Yeah, me too. You can speak for me on that. Uh, okay. On a lot of things you cannot. Yeah, right. On that one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, a lot of things I shouldn't. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. but uh, sometimes I do anyway. Um, <laughs> and uh, we're going to learn about a couple of those things here today uh, on this podcast. Um, but one of the things uh, that I'm so thankful for uh, is that God the Father, uh, His Son, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit does not keep score. Um, he removes our sins and gives us an opportunity uh, maybe to start a new score, right? Sure. Uh, to see what uh, number of people we can bless in one day or uh, people that we can impact uh, in our life. And uh, that's the kind of score I want to keep. By the way, he is keeping score of rewards. We know that because Jesus said, lay up treasure in heaven where moth and rust don't corrupt and thieves don't break in and steal because where your treasure is, There your heart will be also. So it sounds to me like he's keeping track of those things. There's another place in the Word of God that says uh, he looks around the world beholding or discovering the evil and the good. So he's keeping track of those things, but he forgives us of our sins and then keeps track or keeps score of the good things that we're doing so that Uh, When time is no more and we uh, have received our eternal reward, um, he will have kept track of that. Are you thankful for that? Yeah. That he keeps score that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you feel like you've laid up any treasure at all? Or? Uh, Yeah, I hope so. uh Oh, you hope so? Yeah. Do you have any examples? Uh, um, Oh, you're struggling with examples. Yeah, let's not go there. (coughs) No, let's do for just a minute. Uh, let me give an example. Okay. Uh, I've told the story on a couple of occasions, uh-huh. uh, but I was broadcasting a game over at Lancaster High School, mm-hmm. and uh, you were very pregnant. Yes. Or maybe you were just fat. I don't know. But <laughs> oh, 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 I'm not allowed to say that. I mean, you can about me, but you shouldn't <laughs> about other people. But I, would, I was pregnant. I would not say that about you. I You're my know, friend, okay? I know. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> and I have a mirror at the house. So, I, uh, yeah, I, if I want to talk about fat, I'm going to have a look in the mirror. Um, uh, you were very pregnant. Yep. Okay? And um, as soon as you walked in the room, a gaggle of gals uh, came flocking to you. So mm-hmm. I know that is a return on investment, ROI. Mm-hmm. Um, you've invested in their life. And they were returning that investment. They couldn't wait to see you. I've seen you with your kids. And uh, men and women uh, in the gym are flocking to your children. Uh, And so um, I can speak for you uh, that you've already laid up treasure in heaven. Um, I know uh, there are people uh, that uh, we have mutual friends that you've invested in their lives. We have uh, grad parties. I see you at these parties. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know there's other uh, people in the community that uh, you have invested your time efforts and energies prayer listening ears uh supporting words uh of encouragement and so uh you're laying up a wonderful treasure there thanks Steve. so appreciate it i'm proud of you (laughs) thank you yeah i'll get in line behind you and (laughs) and god will say hey here's a couple of bones for you (laughs) i gave most of the stuff to kelsey uh really yeah you're doing a great job there thank you and i think the largest treasure that you are laying up uh, are named Lucy and Wade. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. 
those uh, are the most important things. Yep. They're they the are. most important investment that we can make mm -hmm. and you're doing a wonderful job there thank you now uh, we record this on a friday morning and i think maybe well i know uh several schools in our area have have begun school uh, session they have and i think maybe you ha might have one going off to to, to big kid school yeah my yeah. oldest is going off to kindergarten next thursday next thursday yes okay and um, she's enrolled in Lancaster City Schools, and they do uh, what they call a staggered start with kindergarten. So she goes for like a half day, one day, and then a couple of days later, she goes for a full day. And then a couple of days later, she starts full time officially. Okay. So I was wondering um, about that because usually around Mardi Gras, you have a staggered start. I don't know what that means. <coughs> okay. <laughs> well, you're Irish, Irish. and uh, yeah. Um, uh, uh -huh. So on St. Patty's Day, you have a staggered start as well. But didn't you just <coughs> say Mardi Gras? I did both okay. of those occasions. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Does that make sense? Nope. Uh, maybe you had a little too much to drink. Oh, and you're sure, sure. Staggering too oh, okay. in, in, into the day. So staggered. Okay. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Uh, had to explain Probably it. Probably not, though. But <laughs> for me, but others, sure. <laughs> All right, sorry about that. That when oh, you said okay, stagger start, okay. that's the first thing that popped into my head. Probably should <laughs> let it. that one go. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. So staggered start, so she'll go uh, a little bit and then not go, yeah. and then and then uh, full time. And it's just kindergarten, full day. Full day kindergarten. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I don't, does anybody do half day anymore? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know because mine is going to full yeah. day. Yeah. So I do think that there are some school districts who do. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, that was definitely me back in uh, uh, 1970 or whenever it was, a uh, long, long, long time ago. Um, the, the staggered start was half day uh, situation. I was an afternoon kid, Got so that it. was my that was my deal. So, how excited are you for next Thursday? I'm pretty excited. I think that there's this uh, level of not quite knowing what to expect yet. And so I think in a couple more weeks when we're into our rhythm and routine um, of kindergarten, I think I'll be that much more excited. But I think it's exciting. It's just a weird, like, every phase with parenthood, you just don't know um, what it's like until you're there. And so that's where we're kind of at with this one. But, um, yeah, I think she has had a really great summer. Her um, daycare program has done these day camps. And right now, if you were to ask her, hey, are you excited for kindergarten? She would say no, because she doesn't want day camp to be over. And so I'm really grateful for her experience there and how much fun she's had this summer. And I think she just hasn't had a chance yet to to start getting excited about what's to come and so today is her last day camp day and then she'll be um she'll have about a week to kind of hopefully, transition yeah transition and readjust her perspective yeah you know that's uh wise um right uh, there's a an expression a little child shall lead them right and i think maybe we can learn something from your daughter lucy and that is to stay in the moment sure instead of be oh wait, wait till next week oh yes. oh you can't wait till next year oh yes. uh, no why don't we enjoy the moment that we're in definitely and sounds like uh, lucy's doing a great job of that she really is instead of overthinking or over worrying or over anticipating mm -hmm. maybe we could just enjoy where we are 
And uh, then when kindergarten comes, I'll bet she's going to enjoy that, too. I hope so. Yeah. Your oldest grandson also starts? He did. Uh, he actually started this uh, oh, okay. week because, um, again, uh, on a staggered start. Sure. But the, the districts all start at different times. Um, and uh, so he's going to school in the area, uh, starting kindergarten. And um, my, uh, my oldest daughter, his mom, also started teaching in that district. Awesome. And so that's really cool. Now she's teaching the first grade, so she'll have to wait a year uh, for him to come see her. Him to come see her. Yeah, I said yeah. that right. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, uh, but they get it, you know, she gets to take her kid to school, drop him off, pick him up, all those kind of things. That's awesome. It is. It's a great, great deal. My wife had that privilege uh, with our four children. And uh, so she's getting that privilege with her son. Um, and I heard a rumor that maybe the grandsons are spending the night here. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, that's exciting. Yes, on this particular Friday night. They did that last Friday. It was a whole lot of fun. And uh, so I don't know if they tried to talk mom and dad into let's do this again. Sure. Or, I'm not sure how it happened. I'm just thankful that it did happen. Yep. And uh, so we're going to have a good time. But, uh, yes, uh, excited about uh, kind of living in some ways vicariously through our grandchildren and children, right? Right. As uh, uh, been been a few minutes since I was in kindergarten, uh, yes. but uh, and and quite frankly, been uh, about eighteen years since I put a kid in kindergarten, right? Yeah. And so, um, so it's neat. Uh, they're exciting times. Uh, you've already uh, commented on this, but to watch uh, kind of normal, average, everyday things through the eyes of a five-year-old, right. it, it it's kind of brings it to life, doesn't it? Yes, it really does. And it's just funny because I think we go into situations with our own expectations and our own perspectives, and it's so cool to, like, hear theirs and to allow yes. theirs to influence ours. Right. And so I really am so excited for um, all that's to come this fall because there's a lot of transitions for lots of people. Um, as I've spent the last couple of weeks sending um, plenty of my friends in college off to college, so lots of not goodbye that sounds maybe a little too morbid or final but um just you know see you later lunches or coffees and yep. have another one this afternoon and wonderful um it is exciting to see people i love and care about go start um start afresh this yeah. fall yep yeah, uh, my son i think we talked about that in the last podcast uh, he's going to join the united states marines he has not left yet um, the way that process works, there's a lot of paperwork that has to be collected and all of those kinds of things. And so uh, he's not able to go quite yet, but he's going to go soon. So he's anticipating that. And we're anticipating that, right? And we don't know when that's going to be, uh, but we get uh, waiting for that word to happen. He's going to transition to the next thing. His friends are transitioning uh, to the next thing. He's got a buddy moving in um, on uh, Saturday uh, to Ohio State. There's classes start on Tuesday um, up there in the capital city and so uh, a lot of transition time uh, happening uh, but it's exciting it is yeah i like it uh i do too um and that includes uh, transitions for you right because you won't have uh your kid around um on your days off and other things mm -hmm. um and it will be you got to go to parent teacher conferences and listen to uh, Lucy's teacher tell you uh, all the things you're doing wrong and yeah. you need to be better mom sure. at home and uh, don't tell her to come here and acting like that or whatever yes. uh, or, or how wonderful Lucy is sure. and yeah. how excited <laughs> the teacher is that she's going to grow up smart like Josh uh -huh. yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, ex I'm very excited about that 
Um, no, you are. I am. And uh, please, please, please tell me if that happens. I'll let you know. Yeah, because I would love to know that. <laughs> hey, uh, this is episode 92. We haven't talked about numbers in a little while. But yeah. uh, 92, does that mean anything to you? Yeah, my brother's birth year. Yes. Yeah. And my wedding year. Your wedding year. Yes, my wife and I got married uh, November the 7th, 1992. Oh my gosh, so 31 years? Yeah, it'd be 31 here in November. Wow. Yeah. Josh and I's 12th anniversary is Sunday. Is it really? Yeah. How about that? Congratulations to you. Well, I mean, thank you, but congratulations to you. That's yeah. a lot more years. Well, uh, I'm a lot older than you. <laughs> yeah, so, you are. Um, <coughs> yes, so uh, that that's awesome, really. Thank uh, you. It's a great example to set. Unfortunately, not everybody um, makes it there, mm-hmm. um, even this week, uh, hearing of uh, relationships that um, are struggling and um, uh, maybe maybe uh, potentially ending. And so um, uh, <coughs> it's, it's just a reminder uh, that uh, when the Word of God says the devil uh, is come to kill, steal, and destroy, uh, that's real. One of the ways he can destroy people is destroy their marriage. And so uh, that children are impacted by that and, and extended family members are impacted by that and churches are impacted by that and the community's impacted by that. And so uh, thank you for the great example that you and Josh are setting on remaining faithful to each other, uh, faithful to the Lord, faithful to your children. Thanks so much. But really, I do credit um, our parents have set really great examples for us. And I even feel like couples like you and Stacy, who are several seasons ahead of us in life, I, I really am so thankful to see those relationships thrive and be healthy in our lives. It is important. Hey, life is a team sport, mm-hmm. right? We <laughs> yes. definitely need everybody. Yes. Uh, and when we fail, it impacts other people. Yep. When we succeed, I think it impacts other people yep. as well, right? Yep. And so uh, we got uh, we've got to do that. Speaking of success and failure, do you have any idea what the opening comments uh, were about? The opening comments. Yeah, we kick off our day with coffee, coffee and donuts, and we are running errands. Uh, we don't pass Donut World. We go around the block. Uh, we don't keep score. Some of those are football references. They're all football references. Coffee has nothing to do with football. Uh, you kick off your day oh, by off. drinking coffee. Got it. Got it. Yeah, yeah. They begin a football errands game with a kickoff. Errands have nothing to do. You are running oh. errands. Okay. okay. <laughs> you you want to continue? <laughs> you know, pass in, in football. They sure, they, they, sure, they sure. throw the football. It's called pass. It's called a pass. Okay. okay. Yeah, and uh, you go around the block. Um, uh, y- the way you get uh, your opponent away from you is you block them. Block them. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Right. And then there's a big scoreboard. At most yeah. stadiums they they keep score. Sure. Um, yeah. So that's yeah. That's where Those we're are going. All football references. They were all football references. Okay. And you know why? Why? Because we record this on Friday morning. Guess what happens on Friday night? Uh, high school football starts. Football Friday night. Yep, the yeah. Friday night lights uh, turning on. And for football fans everywhere, and maybe a few cheerleaders who know something yes. about sports. Um, Honestly, that makes me feel so nostalgic. It, it I should. I remember, yeah, the first football Friday night game. Yeah. Like, that feeling. Yep. Oh, my gosh. That's so fun. Hitting you in the feels there, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. And um, Josh and I, as uh, many people know, are stepping away from youth ministry to focus on young adult ministry. And Correct. so um, football Friday nights were a really big deal for us post high school as we've been young life leaders. Um, yep. And so it feels weird. This might, I really feel like this might be my first 
first um, football Friday night that I'm missing, like the kickoff one. Right. No, I understand. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. Okay, okay. Except that you don't have to miss it. I, Josh and I are going out for our anniversary. Oh, well, hallelujah. And you're making a wise <laughs> decision there, right? That's a wise sure, decision. Sure. Which you wouldn't have had that option maybe mm-hmm. um, in your ministry because you're like, nope, we have sure. this responsibility. Yeah. We'll have to celebrate that anniversary some other yep. time. And you made those adjustments. It's fine. Right, right. Except that now you're open to that because Steve and Stacy are also in that situation. Yeah, what you know, are you guys doing? I've had children tonight. in school <laughs> um, yeah. for all of these years, yeah. literally for 24 years. Right. I've had kids in school yeah and on friday night you know even if your kid's not playing the school is excited about it yes yeah, so right? you're there yeah so you go yeah um, i get it and my son played football the last four years yes was a stud at fairfield christian academy and uh now i don't have anybody playing, playing. any sports oh my goodness uh anymore so what are you uh, doing instead, Steve? I'm going to a football game tonight. <laughs> That's what I'm doing uh, because of the Fairfield County Sports ne- Network, one of our sponsors here on the Sports and Spirituality Show podcast, has a schedule. I'm showing you the schedule there. I'm looking uh, at it. It is 20 football games that we're going to broadcast. You go to FairfieldCountySportsNetwork.com. We have a blue stream and a red stream. Uh, I personally are going to be on the blue stream tonight with my friend dr larry gamby and we're covering your alma mater tonight bloom carol yep, the, Go and, Bulldogs. and they are playing at harvest prep oh uh, the warriors it's going to be a very good ball game anybody that knows anything about high school sports when i said oh yeah i'm covering uh, bloom carol harvest prep and they're like oh that yeah. should be a good one. So, uh, yes. And the other game on the red stream, my friends Josh Cassinger and Thomas Moore are going to cover Fairfield Union at New Lexington. And so both of those uh, pregame shows at 6.30 kickoff at 7 o'clock. So you can go to our website, FairfieldCountySportsNetwork.com, and you can see our football and volleyball schedule. We try to cover guys and gals in every season. Love it. Uh, girls and boys basketball in the winter, um, baseball, softball, in the spring so our first volleyball game is this coming monday the 21st of august and it will be the canal winchester lady indians traveling to lancaster to take on the fisher catholic lady irish yours truly and uh, heather bright will bring you that action on monday so it is a very exciting time for um the athletes obviously for the schools um, and uh, uh, for old guys like me uh, who enjoy uh, watching high school sports, broadcasting high school sports, um, one of the reasons, well, it's the primary reason we do it, is to shine the light on the outstanding student athletes that we have all across Fairfield County. Fairfield County um, is in central Ohio. There are 12 high schools that are a part of uh, Fairfield County. Of course, uh, we mentioned Bloom Carroll and Fairfield Union tonight. Uh, next week, it'll be Canal Winchester, Fairfield Christian. Also, there's Burn Union, Liberty Union, Pickerington Central, Pickerington North, Amanda Clear Creek, um, and Millersport, uh, Fisher Catholic uh, as well. And so we're going to cover all of them at least once throughout the broadcast season in football and volleyball. And then um, whatever teams go into the playoffs, we'll be covering them during that playoff time as well. Uh, and I've got a team of about uh, 10 or 12 men and women uh, who make this happen. And we couldn't do it without this team of wonderful people. And I really appreciate their help. And um, <clears throat> it isn't about the network. It isn't about the broadcasters. It's about the kids. 
and we're going to do our very best all season long to make it about them. I love it. I love that this happens for those student-athletes. Yes, and, and their families. Yeah. Uh, we get uh, emails or calls or text messages uh, from families who say, I can't be there. Are, are you covering our game tonight? Or thank you, I was out of town. Or um, the grandparents live in Florida, and they really appreciate that. There's uh, some grandparents in Pennsylvania um, uh, with um, – um, I think it was the Burn Union baseball players, and they loved it that they got to stay connected with their grandkids' sporting event while being in another state. Uh, the Fairfield County Sports Network makes that possible, and we're super excited about it. So, yep, uh, football Friday night is tonight. Love um, it. Now, um, when you think about football Friday night at Bloom Carroll High School, um, walk me down memory lane there. Uh, you're a high school student. First of all, what are you hearing when you get at the game to the stadium? The band. Yes. Yeah, the crowd. Um, Very good. Yeah, that's what, what I'm hearing. What, what are you smelling? Concession stand food. Yeah. Um, what are you tasting? Well, um, not much because I would be there typically as a cheerleader. Exactly. So. <laughs> Water. <laughs> I see. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. At, what, at halftime, were you able to uh, uh, indulge at all? I don't recall eating much at yeah. halftime. Probably okay. got a snack, but um, usually, maybe this was when I was a little bit older, we would go to B-dubs after games. Okay. Um, a Very group good. Of friends. Yeah, when we could drive. We'd Excellent. often go to B-dubs or um, Steak and Shake. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. A great yeah. Friday night tradition, isn't it? Yeah, the best. Sometimes yeah. we'd hit up Taco Bell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny oh, yeah. to think about. Oh, it's beautiful, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm watching your face here as you walk down this memory <laughs> lane. Now, the one thing yeah. she didn't say on sound is the cracking of the shoulder pads and helmets um, as yeah. they're warming up. Yeah, that was probably happening. <laughs> Yeah, they probably did. You weren't paying attention. Um, no, uh, not uh, really you to the football players. You remember, you remember any chance? I mean, many of the chance. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, maybe the players, because uh, obviously oh. cheerleaders had a oh, oh, oh. uh, different yeah. chance they did. Sure, sure. Um, and did you run through any paper or We would be holding or? the paper okay, as right. the football team would run through. So you hear that, right? The sound sure. of them busting through the paper, the, the crowd going crazy. Anybody having, like, cowbells or anything like that? Yeah, they I'm would sure ring? they did. Yeah. Yep. Uh, mm -hmm. So those are all, I mean, this is, for me anyway, in my mind, mm -hmm. uh, all of that stuff happening at the same time. And yeah. it just really, it really fires you. What about the sound of the whistle uh, oh. that the official sure. is blowing? Yeah. Right? And like the scoreboard, does the scoreboard make sounds? Uh, yes. Yeah. They can. And then, of course, the flashing of lights. They've started something at Bloom Carroll uh, where when there's a touchdown, uh, the lights kind of go on and off, on and off, on and off. Uh, they cool. do, yeah, they do this at other stadiums, like at, uh, down in Cincinnati, night game, um, uh, the Cincinnati Reds when they hit a home run, uh, there's a flashing lights. Uh, it's just a cool thing. That's uh, so fun. It, it is a full body experience, right? Yes, it really is. The sights, the sounds, the smells, the tastes, yeah. um, and uh, the uh, feel of the fake grass they have there at Bloom Carroll. Sure. They had yeah. real grass, I think, when you were cheering. They did. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so... Uh, so many uh, wonderful things uh, mm -hmm. get me super stoked about uh, the football season. And uh, we are going to start it uh, as from a broadcaster standpoint uh, tonight um, at 6.30 with a kickoff at 7 o'clock. Now, uh, you mentioned Bloom Carroll. Um, we have the opportunity to catch up with 
the head football coach of the Bloom Carroll Bulldogs, Jeremy McKinney. Now, um, I mentioned this great team of people we have. A couple of those guys are Josh Kassinger and Thomas Moore. And so they started this coach's interview show called Before the Snap. And they caught up with Jeremy McKinney um, to chat about uh, the upcoming season. And they were very successful. They were in the state championship game last year. Unfortunately, came up a little short. Um, and our state runner-up. But uh, a tremendous job that they did. So, would you hear like? Uh, would you like to hear what Coach McKinney had to say in that interview uh, with Josh and Thomas? Yeah, let's do it. Outstanding. Starting off with the defending champs of the Mid State League Buckeye, and once again, Final Four representative in the state, Coach McKinney from the Bloom Carroll Bulldogs. Coach, welcome to Before the Snap. Uh, th- thanks for having me. Coach, I'll jump right into it. We're coming off back-to-back Final Four appearances and multiple years in a row of winning the Mid-State League Buckeye Division. Again, you guys are losing some key players this offseason. What has this offseason looked for as the for the Bulldogs? Um, uh, we're going to look a little differently th- than we did last year. Last year we had a, a pretty big offensive line. Um, and we had a stable of uh, three running backs where we were able to um, kind of control the tempo of the game and, and, and just focus on running the football. And, and defensively, we graduated three of our four linebackers, including the uh, D3 Defensive Player of the Year and Andrew Marshall. Um, so, so we'll look a little differently, but um, our, our guys have worked incredibly hard. Um, we finished on December 2nd in, in the state finals and um, picked back up on January 3rd and have been lifting and, and working since then. Uh, one guy you uh, did not mention, and I was very curious to see, and I've seen some highlight film so far from uh, Tom, the great Thomas Wilson from uh, Lancaster Eagle Gazette, and that's junior quarterback Ethan Thanthanavong. He's approaching this off. How has his approach this offseason, knowing that the, he's now year two under the helm, and how can he can continue that success um, under the center? So, uh, Ethan's worked incredibly hard. He's moved into, I mean, last year as a sophomore with, with, with a group group of seniors and even a group of juniors, he didn't have to, uh, we didn't have to put as much on his shoulders. And, and, and this year, uh, we're, we're going to put some more on him. He's worked incredibly hard over the offseason. He's um, gotten stronger. He's gotten taller. I mean, he's uh, this year we're going to be able to uh, uh, throw the ball uh and, and I, I, we look forward to him uh, taking that next step in, in terms of leading our team. Coach McKinney, so even before, say, last year's state, champion, state finalist appearance uh, in Canton, even before last season, you know, I looked through, you know, future non-conference schedules. So, you know, who you had non-conference last year, who you have non-conference this year. And there's some b- pretty big names really outside the Mid-State League that you have on the schedule, but they're also pretty big names in the general Central Ohio circuit. I mean, you have Harvest Prep. This is year two of playing Harvest Prep. You have Bishop Hartley on there. So my question is, you know, even before knowing what you could accomplish last year, what is, A, talk about the competitive purpose of, like, having those heavy hitters, you know, early on to start the season, and B, you know, when I look at that slate of teams, I'm thinking to myself, okay, 
you know, people who know football in division, people who know football in Central Ohio, you know, they're aware of like Christian and Central's UCC schools, and then in the smaller divisions, there's the Hartley, there's the Harvest Prep. Some more knowledgeable ones obviously know about Bloom Carroll before, like say last year. So is it fair to say that playing those kind of teams, those kind of opponents, really gets you know the program's reputation up in the process? Uh, I, I certainly think it does. Uh, one of the things, I mean, our thought process. Uh, with that is that um, with, with the expansion of the playoffs, uh, that allows you um, to kind of open up your scheduling a little bit, if, if you will, where in the past you had to make sure you, you were aligning everything properly to, to uh, give yourself the best chance to get in. And now there's a little more wiggle room there. Um, so for us, we want to make sure we're, we're trying to play um, the, the best opponents we can uh, to prepare ourselves for, for where we're trying to go. Yeah, absolutely. Just to piggyback on that question, um, has that um, success against those heavy hitters helped you uh, game plan game planning wise to make they continue to make those deep runs in the playoffs? Uh, it, it certainly has helped, and uh, I, I, I think it it allows our guys, especially early on like that, it allows your younger players to. to truthfully get a taste of playoff football before it's playoff football. So by the time the lights are shining pretty bright in, in November and hopefully December, um, that, that it's not as overwhelming or um, starstruck, if, if you will, that time of year. Absolutely. You guys have um, run through the uh, Mid-State League Buckeye division. Um, next year is obviously going to look a little different with Taze Valley moving on. Um, talk about this division and why it stays competitive because you guys may have won the division so many years in a row, but it hasn't been easy in that process. Talk about the uh, strength and the competitiveness of the Mid-State League Buckeye. I think uh, one of the things that makes it most competitive is, is most of the athletes for, for most of our teams are, are multiple sport guys. Um, so they, they see each other all year in, in multiple sports. That certainly speaks to the competitiveness. In terms of football, now I'm a little biased growing up around here, but uh, Mid-State League's pretty good football. Um, obviously, you had Amanda in the 90s and the early 2000s. Um, Days Valley is a heck of a program. Uh, Hamilton Township is good. The, the history and tradition of Amanda. Um, Fairfield Union is traditionally a really good team. So uh, for, for us, and, and the fact that we're all close, I mean, our farthest road trip, we're pretty lucky that we're pretty much in the middle of the league. I mean, our farthest trip is 30 minutes tops. Um, so, so everybody really knows it, everybody else, and, and that allows those rivalries to um, con continue to, to build and, and flourish over the years. So here's a question I will take a little bit of time to develop. Uh, for some informational purposes to viewers who may not be old enough to understand this, up until last year, it's my understanding that the overall win-loss total uh, for Bloom Carroll football actually had not gotten into the win category up until the conclusion of last year. So the question is, I see some parallels to Bloom Carroll to a program, an, another area program 25 years ago. In the 1990s, there are two very successful head coaches who got their start at Fisher Catholic. Jack Hadam went on to New Albany. Marengo Highland is now the coach of Denison. Mark Crabtree went to St. Charles and had a fantastic, I believe, near 20-year tenure as head coach Dublin Kaufman. It took... The second coach in that line, Mark Crabtree, several years to reach Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium. You did it in the first year. So the question is, you know, 
you look at the 2000s and the early 2010s, it was comparative turbulent times for BC football. Coach Bartholomew, in many regards, laid the groundwork. The, the torch is passed on to you. And a lot of it extends beyond, like, you know, say a specific class or consecutive class of the town, because a lot of it really is foundational. A lot of it is just program health. What are key factors that you see that makes it to where Bloom Carroll is really the program that stays at the top and continues to advance? Well, I, I think for us, the, the biggest benefit we have is, truthfully, our, our, our kids are bought in. Like, we don't have to sell, hey, we have to practice hard, or hey, we need to be in the weight room. Um, so, so we're very blessed with, with some talented football players, um, and, and they, they know our expectations. Like very rarely are, are we needing to, to sit down and have conversations about where we're trying to go or, or where we want to be. Um, ironically enough, you brought up Fisher Catholic. That's where I went to school. So uh, played for Coach Crabtree, and Coach Hayden was the head coach when I was in middle school. Um, so... Uh, uh, I, I think having been there and lived through that, it's very similar. Even in the early 2000s at, at Fisher um, with Mike Burkhart, um, it, it, it's very similar in that uh, the expectations are set. So it's not something that we have to like restart every year. It's just we, we know where we want to go and, and our guys have been there that they know where they want to be. I mean, our, our seniors, um, not, none of them really played as freshmen, but our, our seniors this year have played in, uh, 31 games in the last two years. So, so those expectations are set. And what comes with that is a lot of pressure. Um, but uh, we, we try very hard to, to manage that. And we really just focus on, um, I know it's a little cliche, but we just focus on trying to get better every day in what we're doing and uh, allow, allow that to get us where we want to go. Hey, you talk about one of those seniors on your offensive line, Jaden Ball, um, who what has he meant to your program? And as a head coach, coaching a player like him that you know is going off to play big boy football in the Big Ten Conference, um, and how has he handled that um, pressure knowing that he, you know, he's going to go play big boy football at Purdue and also being a leader on your football team? Jaden off the field is very different than Jaden on the field. Off the field, I mean, he, he's the, the classic gentle giant. He, he's really meek. He's an excellent student. He's a 3-7 he's a student. Um, so it, you wouldn't know that if you didn't know that. Um, he, he works incredibly hard. One of the, the most impressive things, speaking to his leadership, is like we ended up playing with six offensive linemen throughout the playoffs. Uh, we, we just were in a heavy package and uh, five of those six guys graduated. Everyone graduated, but Jaden. So this off season starting very early on, he, he took some of our, our younger guys uh, under his wing and, and they would go work on stuff before school. They were, they were working on offensive line drills outside in the dark on the field in, in February, March, April uh, by themselves, where they just planned it together and come out and work. Uh, and no one asked Jaden to do that. Um, there was no expectation from us. It was just him wanting to uh, be that for our team. Uh, in respect to, to what he means to the program, uh, it's enormous. Uh, it, he's going to be, he is the, the first Power Five uh, football player we've ever had at Bloom Carroll. That's very impressive. And, you know, of course, all of us in Fairfield County can't wait to see him play out his senior year and follow his career as a Boilermaker. 
uh, just so on some certain Saturdays we might have to root against them uh, while they're playing the Scarlet and Gray. But that's the other hearsay. We just know that he's a Bulldog at heart. Uh, continuing on with the Bulldogs, so far it's been early going. You just started um, practice officially. Um, how's camp looking so far? I know you guys uh, uh, canceled tonight due to uh, some heat, but I'm sure you got some mental reps in tonight. Uh, yeah, uh, we, we've probably, this is probably, uh, if we would have went tonight, I think this would have been our ninth practice so far. Um, we didn't take advantage of all those all the days we, we were up for it in May and, and June. We kind of pack them into July, but um, and everything so far so good. The guys are working hard. Um, we, we've done a, a pretty good job in installing what we've tried to install and uh Next week, we, we gear it up when it becomes official practice. And, and believe it or not, we're a week and a half away from our first scrimmage. Well, in the previous, you know, several seasons, Sloan Carroll was a Division Four football program, Region 15. A lot of that competition isn't really located as close to Columbus. A lot of it's more further out east in the Ohio Valley, um, the likes of St. Clairsville, Cambridge, Carrollton. Uh, this past year, Steubenville, but... You were Division Three, they were Division Four. You make the climb to Division Three. A, what is like? What was your first reaction last year when you moved into Division Three? B, you know, when I look at Division Three, it's kind of probably a little bit more intense, uh, maybe a little bit more chaotic because there's so many top caliber programs when you think about it, and you know. Just from a neutral point of view, sometimes it's sort of like, okay, you know, some years it's harder than others. I believe like Sheridan and Jonathan Alder this year, Division Four. but I think Watterson is still Division Three, Granville is still Division Three. So if you just want to kind of talk about, like, say, that jump and really kind of like the general outlook for, like, how the region kind of shakes out this year. Sure. Uh, my first thought when we saw uh, – and we kind of had a feeling. I mean, we're, we're growing. Um and we had a feeling we knew we were going to be in three. So our region 11 um, in Division three, uh, first reaction was there There are some top-notch programs, not just top-notch teams, but top-notch, historically very good programs. Uh, Tri-Valley, like you mentioned, uh, Granville, Jackson's in our region, Watterson. Um, they, they, we felt, and as we got closer to the playoffs and it started to shake out, Coach Kennedy said it from Watterson. He said it in, in the dispatch. Uh, right before the playoffs, he, uh, he said anyone in this region has a chance to win it. He said there's about eight teams that he felt could win that region, and, and we felt that way too. It, it, it's a pretty loaded region. Um, so in terms of our preparation, again, that, that's where the experience comes into play. Our, our guys last year, um, they were regional runner-ups, the freshmen, and they were state final four their sophomore and junior year. So we, we weren't phased by the bright lights. It, it was – different teams we were playing but other than that it was it was playoff football for us uh we we didn't feel like um we had to announce our arrival in division three we, we weren't worried about what other teams felt about us the little division four team uh coming up uh, we, were, we were just truly really worried about each team um that we had the opportunity to play yeah what one quick question before we ask an, another big question um, have you caught, have you, what's your contact with coach Bartholomew? I know you guys were close while you were at, um, Bloom Carroll. Um, now that he's at Olentangy, uh, how's that contact been? And, um, has either one of you guys, uh, 
offered a uh, funny exhibition um, uh, matchup between the two teams, you know, in a scrimmage. Uh, we, we, that that subject has not been a bullshit. Uh, we probably talk uh, once a month, maybe once every six weeks or so. Uh, just, you know, checking in on each other, see how, how everybody's doing. Um, uh, I, I'm not a seven-on-seven guy, uh, it, and he, he would tell you that too since I, I was his defensive coordinator for, I, I guess, six years. Um, but uh, so, so we, we, he, he, he likes them. I don't. Uh, we, we probably could have done something like that. But in terms of, of scrimmaging, scrimmaging, we haven't really uh, approached that at all. I mean, they're, they're Division One. And, and we're not quite uh, at that point, at, at this point, I don't feel. Absolutely. So, Coach, real quick before we let you get out here, get ready for uh, tomorrow's practice and this weekend, the 2023 Bloom Carroll Bulldogs will be what type of team? Our plan is, is to be uh, explosive. Uh, we we want to try to attack on offense, try to attack on defense. We're going to be young in some spots. But uh, our, our veterans this year uh, are, are going to be our skill players. So we're going to try to take advantage of that and, and use their, their, their talents to try to get us that last step uh, where we fell short last year. Absolutely. Thomas, any final thoughts before we let Coach McKinney get out of here? It's been an exciting last couple of years at Bloom Carroll. And by extension, it's exciting for the Mid-State League. It's exciting for Fairfield County. I mean, the train's going to keep rolling. And really, I'm grateful and thankful, you know, that we have the opportunity to have Coach Kenny's ear and just really kind of pick his brain a little bit, you know, because the, these kind of discussions, you know, are really fascinating. So really thanks, Coach, for uh, coming on the air. I, I appreciate everything you guys do. I, we love when, when you guys cover us. Um, and um, you, you're more welcome to, to come anytime you want. Absolutely. For myself and my broadcast partner, Thomas Moore, I'm Josh Cassinger. Thanks a lot, Josh Cassinger and Thomas Moore, for getting us that interview with the head coach of the Bloom Carroll Bulldogs, Jeremy McKinney. Very excited um, as we record this on Friday morning, uh, covering the Bulldogs uh, this Friday night uh, in their game against Harvest Prep. And, of course, uh, Josh and Thomas are going to cover Fairfield Union at New Lexington. And, again, you can go to our website, fairfieldcountysportsnetwork.com, find out where we'll be and who will be covering all football season and volleyball season long here on the network. Uh, you still excited about uh, Friday Night Lights coming on? I am. Yeah, I me am. too. I might have to make my way back to a football field one of these Fridays. Oh, uh, uh, yes. My hunch is you will. Yep. Because um, it's a little bit like a moth delight. Uh, when you've done it mm -hmm. for so long, you can't help but stay away. As a matter of fact, my son's alma mater, Fairfield Christian Academy, um, they are playing on Saturday. The reason is they share a field with another school, Millersport, and Millersport plays on Friday night, so they're scheduled to play on Saturday. And since I don't have uh, any responsibilities Saturday night, I think my son and I are going to go um, and watch his alma mater. Oh, fun. And I wonder how he'll feel about it emotionally. I'm sure there will be feels. Um, have you, uh, do you recall uh, when you were not able to cheer anymore and how that impacted you emotionally? 
Yeah, I think in college I had made my way back to a couple different um, Bloom Carroll football games um, for different reasons. I remember I think my freshman year in college, one of my good friends was on homecoming court, and I remember being back for that, um, and it felt a little bit bittersweet. It was fun to be back in that environment, um, but also, like, you know, when you have done something for so long and you're like, oh, it, this weird feeling of I should be out there not sitting in the stands or whatever that is but right. um i do remember being so excited for my friend and um excited to be back yeah i tell you what i played basketball and i remember the the next year i went back after i graduated graduated in 1984 so i go to the first basketball game man i i am all jacked up because it's like wait a minute it's just a few months ago i was allowed to be out and mm-hmm. i'm not allowed to go out there mm-hmm. um and you so you still feel it you still want to be a part of it sure. and i really feel like my son's gonna feel that way like hey coach uh, do i have any eligibility left i still have a helmet and, you know we can find some shoulder pads somewhere you know that that kind of uh sense of wow um i was doing that that was a whole lot of fun and uh, boy, I wish I could do it. It's part of the maturing of life, right? You got to move on, uh, do some other things. But yes, a very uh, interesting transition time. Speaking of transitions, I would like to transition to a couple of other things that are not sports related. All right. I heard a rumor uh-huh. that you had a little Taylor Swift something <laughs> for this podcast. I and sure I do. don't know what that is. Now, before you tell me, uh-huh. uh, I want to tell you, okay. and I think I've, I've mentioned this before, but um, Taylor Swift was not my favorite person. Sure. Uh, I heard her in this unplugged thing, and she was terrible, uh, in my opinion. <laughs> sure. uh, and uh, and like I, I just don't get I don't get the thing. Sure. And I tell you what, you know, I'm, I'm on TikTok on occasion, and I've seen interviews with her when she was younger. Interviews currently, I saw. Um, uh, an interaction uh, between her and Kobe Bryant's daughter mm-hmm. uh, at a uh, uh, at a deal. Of course, Kobe no longer with us in a very tragic accident, and so uh, <coughs> she's grown on me quite a bit. <laughs> uh, she seems so real, and, and, and yeah. authenticity is super important to me. Mm-hmm. And she—I don't know—she might not. She might be the world's biggest fake. I don't know. Well, sure, but. It doesn't appear that way to me. She f- seems real and authentic mm-hmm. and uh, caring. I heard a story about, um, you know, they, you tip the, the truck drivers yes. um, that, uh, that yes. carry your very elaborate set. Right. And typically, you know, you tip them pretty nicely, mm-hmm. uh, quite a few thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. And um, she said, uh, you know, I thought about uh, this tour has been so successful. So I thought about tipping them a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and when it came time to write the check, she said, "Make it for two hundred thousand dollars." If my memory serves correct, I don't think you're right. Okay, was it a hundred thousand? I think it was a hundred thousand, but I yeah. think in past tours, typically the tip would be five thousand. Five thousand. I think. Okay, yeah, I was thinking it might be in the ten thousand range. Yeah. Um, Maybe but, 10. Yeah, so she wrote a hundred thousand dollar check to fifty drivers. Yeah, to all of these drivers. Yeah. And, and that doesn't include her dancers, her singers, yeah. her, like, audio-visual crew. Yeah, and like, these drivers know you get a little sure. tip from the artist, sure. and this is a typical thing. Yes. Not $100,000. Right. And uh, they were blown away by it. So they line up their trucks for her limo uh, to, to uh, drive 
between, and they're all honking their horns mm -hmm. as a thank you. Mm -hmm. And then the, the lead driver gets a call from Taylor's dad and said, hey, you got Taylor Swift in here bawling her eyes out. She's so touched mm -hmm. by your your uh, thankfulness, mm -hmm. uh, your gratefulness for the gift that she mm -hmm. gave. Uh, I, so that, that stuff, that seems and real to me. And she wrote them all handwritten notes. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah, that, that, yeah, that, she, she's grown on me. I know. Uh, I'm, not a, I'm not a Swifty, but I'm, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm moving in that direction. I know, I'm so happy for uh, you. Okay, very good. That, that's enough about me. What, what do yeah. you have as it relates to Taylor Swift? I don't know if you heard, but she's doing a second leg of her American tour. I did not hear that. So she's about to go um, to other countries right. for, um, I think, the early parts of 2024. But she put three more, maybe four more, North American stops um, on her tour for fall of 24. So she's going to Indianapolis, Miami, I think it's New Orleans, and then at least one, but maybe two cities in Canada. Okay. And some friends and I were like, yeah. hey, should we try? Indy's not that far away. Yeah, Indianapolis isn't too bad. Um, so a bunch of us registered for what is called Verified Fan. Um, yes. I got waitlisted, which rightfully so. I've been to a concert. I hope Ticketmaster learned their lesson. They should have the smartest people working in their IT department. Amen. And should be able to see, because on my Ticketmaster account, you can see my ticket to right. the Taylor Swift you, concert. Yeah, you know so, what tickets you bought. But three of my friends who had not been got verified fan and got a sale time. So last Friday, <laughs> we um, did our best to buy tickets. And we had a crew of 11 um, so we were hoping to buy 12 tickets. Holy mackerel. And we ended up getting eight tickets. Did you? Yes. And if anyone is listening to this show right now with my daughter, turn it off. <laughs> but I was able to secure a ticket for Lucy and I to go see Taylor Swift in Indianapolis in November of 2024. How about that? <laughs> I know. Wow. I'm so Lucy excited. Lucy is going to go nuts. She's going to go nuts because she... If anyone recalls, or if you don't, I'll catch you up. I took her to her first big concert to see Shania Twain earlier this summer. And the very next night, I was going to see Taylor Swift. And she was upset that she wasn't going to see Taylor Swift. She would have chosen to go see Taylor over Shania. Shania, um, for two big reasons. One, Shania tickets were cheaper. Two, we were going with a big group of friends um uh, family members and so right. i and it was going to be outside um well most concerts are outside but it was outside on the lawn there weren't seats i just thought it was going to be a better experience for her first big concert so i took her to shania not taylor swift um but this time around again going with a group of friends um she'll be a little bit older uh she has just come to love taylor swift not near as much as I do but her love is also growing like yours and so we haven't told her yet because right. she is five and yeah. um to under the first November hasn't come yet <laughs> yeah yeah so we need to give it some time for um, sure but I probably next summer we'll let her know and um I'm so excited for this experience oh yeah her. We were hoping that Josh would also get a ticket, but because we got less than we were hoping for, Josh is sitting this one out. I see. Um, but I think that would have been so cool to to experience that with both Josh and Lucy. Yeah. 
congratulations thank to you. Thank you so much. If really? anyone needs tips on how to get Taylor Swift tickets, yeah. I have... Um, yeah, I'm two for two. Yes. Yeah, I you, got my tickets both times within the first couple minutes, and it went very well. So let I me know. also know why um, <laughs> it'll be November of next year. Tell me. It'll take you that long to pay off the loan you had to take out. <laughs> no, uh, these ones were cheaper. Were they really? Yes, yes. Good for you. I know. Is it at... Um, uh, Where the Colts play. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, what is that called? Uh, Lucas Oil. Yeah, Lucas, Lucas Oil Stadium. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Awesome. Do you know if that has a roof? It does. Amazing. It Even does. better. Oh, yeah. No, no. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It is a wonderful facility. The Big Ten Championship game is played there. And, uh, yeah, I love, love, love that. Uh, we've been all over the map here uh, on the episode 92, <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue that. Okay, uh, we only have a couple minutes left. What's um, next? I wanted to ask you. If you know, you are all things Bachelor oh, and Bachelorette. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Which uh, I, am, where I, think I, it's I couldn't care less about <laughs> it, uh, but apparently I do. Uh, but I heard a rumor that they're having a senior Bachelor thing. They are. What in His the name heck is, is Gary, that about? And he is so endearing, and he is so sweet, and I cannot wait to watch. The, it's called The Golden Bachelor. Golden Bachelor, okay. It will be... I don't think they've set a release date, but it will be airing this fall, I believe. Yeah. And um, all of the previews of Gary are just so precious. Oh, my God. So precious. He's like 72 or something. I think he, I thought I initially heard 70, but I think he's actually 71. Okay. Um, and he has two older daughters and two granddaughters. Are they okay with all this? They seem to be so supportive. He lost his wife, I think, um, six years ago, yeah. very suddenly from some health issues. Yeah. And is just, seems so, we talked about authenticity. He seems so authentic and right. like just Real. wants love and a yeah. companion and right. i'm like so excited to see what this is gonna <laughs> be are they making these guys go skydiving and bungee jumping and right. hike mountains and right are they playing pickleball like right. what is happening on these dates are there gonna be fantasy suites how much is their family gonna be involved like yeah. what their stories oh my gosh these people's stories what are the women gonna be like how young yeah. is the youngest gonna be how old yes. is the oldest gonna be i'm wondering that too i just cannot i have so many questions and i cannot yeah. wait and i'm hoping that um you know, there's this clip that has kind of gone viral of him being interviewed, and um, Jesse, the host, says something like, "Did you know you were you were tw- trending on Twitter?" And he said, uh, "I didn't. That sounds great. If I knew what that meant, I'm sure I'd be so excited." And I really think the Bachelor franchise as a whole has become so obsessed with fame, social media fame, and uh-huh. um, building brands and followings. And right, um, I just can't imagine that many um older people are going to be that into that so i hope it gives us the feels that the the original bachelor did um i see so i'm so excited and have so many questions the golden bachelor oh my lance yeah all right well i'll be listening in episodes 93 and beyond uh (laughs) about your thoughts on the golden bachelor well, 92 was fun. <laughs> we went to a lot of different places. So many. Um, what do you think about coming back for episode 93? Yeah, I think so. 
Hmm. All right. Well, uh, again, not the rousing endorsement I was hoping for, but uh, I guess beggars can't be choosy. Uh, thank you for uh, your contributions in episode 92. I look forward to you being back here for episode 93, Kelsey Ball. Thanks so much, Steve. You're welcome. And thank you to Price Custom Homes for sponsoring the Sports and Spirituality Show. Greg and Mitch Price can be contacted at pricecustomhomes.com. They can help you from beginning, middle, and end of your building process. Thank you for sponsoring the Sports and Spirituality Show at pricecustomhomes.com. Join us next time for episode 93 of The Sass.